Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we'll talk with Christine Carlock, an immunization nurse with the Fairfax County Health Department. We're talking about flu and the flu vaccine, and Christine, now is, now is the time for flu, right? Winter time? Absolutely. The beginning of flu season starts in October and goes oh, okay. all the way through May. So we're recording in December, so we're already... Well, like I was going to say well into it, but early into it? You're about a third into the flu yeah. season, but we still have several months to go, and flu and flu vaccination continues to be something of need for all county residents right. if they haven't gotten it already right. through the entire season. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to dive into the uh, talk, discussion about flu and talk about flu and flu vaccine, but I want to turn the, the, the spotlight on you for just a little bit. Part of the county conversation is learning about the employee, so we're going to find out a little bit about Christine. You work with the, the health department. You're a registered nurse working in immunizations in the flu area, I guess? That's correct. I've been with the Fairfax County Health Department for uh, several years, and uh, flu has been a, a primary uh, focus for the county uh, for several years. Mm-hmm. What did you do before you came to the health department? Before the health department, I was a neonatal intensive care nurse. Oh, wow. Okay. Healthcare always been kind of the the field or kind of always what interested you? That's been my forte and yeah. I've always enjoyed it. Yeah. What what kind of led you to it? Was there anything in particular that kind of wanted to make you get into health care? Uh, well, I come from a family of nurses and a family uh, with okay. physicians, so family I tradition. think I, hopefully I wasn't uh, brainwashed, but maybe so. Right. Okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So Fairfax County Health Department, registered nurse working uh, in this area of flu and the flu vaccine. Let, let's kind of start at the beginning if we, if we can. What is flu? Can you kind of ex- explain flu or influenza? Is that okay. the, the two yes. term- very terminologies? Good, very good question. Uh, flu is a virus. Okay. Um, it's, it's a virus that um, is present in our community and throughout the world, and it mutates, So, which makes it essential for every year for someone to get a flu vaccination. Okay. And how do I know if I have the flu? Well... The typical signs and symptoms of flu are fever, aches and pains, body malaise. Um, You might have runny nose. You might have sneezing, coughing. In some situations, you could have vomiting and diarrhea. Um, Multiple symptoms um, can indicate that it's more than a cold and it's the flu flu virus. Mm -hmm. So I start having symptoms and I think maybe it's a cold, but then it lasts maybe a couple of days? I mean, how, how do well, I, is there a length period that I might think, well, it's more than a cold, it might be? Well, typically the flu and the flu-like symptoms, they emerge very quickly. Oh, okay. A cold is a little bit more subtle. It might have a few days before it kind of builds up. Uh, but flu as a rapid onset. Um, typically you're going to have a fever and the symptoms are quite a bit more uh, severe, meaning you'll have more body pain, more malaise. Um, overall feeling fatigue for days and days. A flu, uh, the flu can last the symptoms, you know, several weeks if you're very tired. Oh, wow. But a cold, you know, usually you bypass it within a week to 10 days and it's done. Okay. I didn't realize flu could, could go that long, I guess. Well, this, the tiredness and the fatigue, the immediate yeah. symptoms could, won't last for an extended period of time, but the fatigue can. Okay. Well, 
what about the argument someone would say, well, you know, I, I can deal with a couple of days of feeling bad. I, I'm not going to bother with the vaccine. I mean, is there a really good reason to get the flu vaccine or reasons? <laughs> well, the flu itself is is can be very serious. Um, it can lead to hospitalization. It can lead to death, especially if uh-huh. you're in, an older citizen or if you're very young or if you happen to be a pregnant woman. So it's a good idea for everyone to get that flu vaccine because you might not think that you're going to be down for the count for an extended period of time. But, you know, if you're someone in the workforce missing a a week of work can be significant, Mm -hmm. as well as if you do get the flu and let's say you are pretty resilient and you want to like you want to just ride it out. Mm-hmm. The risk of you ca- carrying that virus and spreading it to someone who might be more vulnerable um, is quite high. And those vulnerable people, again, your your infants, your elderly, the pregnant women, people that might have immune compromised situations, uh, your asthmatics, your diabetics, people with heart ailments. These are all people that if you indirectly spread it to them, it can have life threatening um, and very, very serious health care complications. So okay. it's in the best interest for everyone to put the foot the flu to rest. Okay. So not only I mean yeah, I mean that's that's something good to think about not uh, I was going to say not be selfish. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. It's not just for for me I'm getting the flu vaccine for. That's correct. There's a concept that's called community immunity or herd immunity, which means basically that the more people that are immunized, that reduces and actually puts a protection for that ailment so that other people that are vulnerable do not come down with that disease, Mm -hmm. meaning the flu in this situation. Mm -hmm. That's something, at least for me, fairly new concept or something I've heard about. Is that that something fairly new in the health community or has that been going on a while and we just haven't I think you have, it hasn't been labeled as that term Mm. for many, many years, but over the past four to five years, the the term community immunity um, and the importance of protecting the entire community um, has become a little bit more in the Mm. forefront. Okay. Okay. Meaning the healthcare providers have always been aware of this phenomenon. However, the private citizens really didn't hear about it. It's always been there. And that's the whole concept of immunization and immunizing Mm. is to protect the entire population um, as best that they can right. by diverting a problem. Okay. We Again, we mentioned this. Uh, we're recording in December, and we're early on into the, to the flu season, but it's not too late to get the flu vaccine. Is that correct? Absolutely. It is. It's not too late to vaccinate okay. uh, for the flu. Uh, it Usually, if you get it now, I mean, you're still going to have protection for several months. Again, the season goes, continues through May. So if you get vaccinated now, it does take approximately two weeks for the antibodies to kick in. So you have full protection or at least adequate protection uh, from the flu virus. So if the, the fl- I'm doing some air quotes here, the season starts in October? October. October, okay. Roughly. Roughly. So to, if we want to have this two weeks of protection, and I'm assuming vaccine would be available, we should theoretically get our vaccination in September so that we're fully well, ready? Typically, or? the flu vaccine becomes available early October, okay. the first week of October, sometimes late September in the private uh, physician's offices. Uh, 
again, if you get it early on the season, you have that two-week priming uh, for your body to build up the antibodies so that you should have the full protection throughout okay. the entire season okay. running through to May. Okay. Now, is it just my assumption that flu and the 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 I was going to say ability, but but catching the flu, getting the flu, getting this virus, is I'm more susceptible when it's colder, or is that just a, a wives' tale? That, that is a wives' tale. Okay. Um, that you're, it's not that you're susceptible when it's it's colder. The virus just happens to be around more mm. when it's the winter months, and also then people tend to have you know, colds and other viruses that are going around, uh, they're sneezing, they're touching, germs tend to spread, you're indoors more, mm -hmm. so the, the confines are closer for, in terms for, uh, for conveying it to other people and for it to spread. But is the temperature really doesn't have much to okay. do with it. Okay, it just maybe seems like more people are getting sick because of the germs spreading and not getting this community immunity, I think is what you're That's what correct. You and if they don't follow good respiratory etiquette, meaning if they're sneezing or coughing into their hands and they have the flu and they touch something, it's easy to spread. Mm. If they're not washing their hands and they're carrying the flu, you know, it can spread from person to person if the people are not vaccinated or if they're in a vulnerable situation. Uh, you took one of my next questions. I was going to ask you about how we can help prevent, but I want to remind folks we're talking with Christine Carlock, a registered nurse. Uh, Fairfax County Health Department, and we're talking about flu and the flu vaccine. So you mentioned the washing of the hands and covering of the cough and that type of thing. Uh, a couple of ways we can help minimize or avoid the spread of the flu. Other things that we can do to help prevent flu and, and or uh, knock down the, the spread of the flu virus? Well, again, the most important thing is to get that flu vaccination. Um, in addition to the flu vaccination, again, it's the respiratory etiquette, the hand washing, staying home if you're sick. It doesn't make any sense for a person who thinks they have a flu or if they're ill to go into the workplace or to send a child to school so they can spread it to other people in their, in their community. Um, unknowingly, mm -hmm. you know, and then spread the flu that way to people who are not vaccinated mm -hmm. or who are vulnerable. Because remember, there are some uh, some people who cannot get the flu vaccination either for medical reasons, for um, allergies, for whatever the different um, different situation mm -hmm. might be. I, and I know you mentioned a couple of the, the populations, but could you hit that again who like who couldn't get a vaccine that might be more susceptible well there are some people who have severe allergic reactions mm. um, to different vaccine components they may not be able to receive the flu vaccine if there are certain um, health conditions where they're not allowed to have it maybe they're excessively you know compromised those type of people mm. and will not be able to receive the vaccine it's always best then for those uh, situations for them to consult with their health care provider right now, no, this is a, 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 a tricky situation because a lot of people, when we say, you know, stay home uh, from work when you're sick, a lot of folks will say, well, I, I don't have leave that I can take or, you know, I'm on a, an, uh, an hourly salary. If I don't go to work, I don't get paid and, you know, I need the money, that type of thing. That's a tough, tough argument, tough situation to be in. I sympathize with that type of a situation. I, I'm, I'm well aware that, you know, there are some situations where people do feel that 
the job has to come first. However, I think it's always essential for you to put yourself and your health first as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you do go into a work environment or if you are sick and you're not going to be productive regardless, and you are going to get other employees sick potentially, which is going to cause a problem for the employer, for the school situation, or for whatever it might be. Mm, wider, wider spread problem. Wider spread, mm, yeah. wider loss of work, wider loss of potential income, and also productivity in the workplace mm, as well. Good points. You mentioned uh, washing the hands, and I know over the past several years, uh, there's been a lot of, you know, viruses, illnesses, things that come up, and it always seems the health department one of the first things that a recommendation is to wash hands. It sounds so simple, but it's so important. It's extremely important to wash your hands. Remember, if you have any kind of bacteria or virus or germ on your hands and you rub your eyes, you rub your nose, or you touch your mouth, let's say you're, you're eating something, then the, the, the virus or the bacteria has a portal of entry into your body mm. and you can get sick mm. and you can spread it to other people if you touch the doorknobs and things like that. So it's a good way to at least contain or eliminate a problem. Right. How often should I wash my hands without feeling like I'm a germaphobe? Okay, good <laughs> question. All right. Any time that you're going to be touching anything icky, you know, right. mucus, okay. uh, soiled materials, Kleenex, um, when you're going to be eating, after you've touched your pets, Things like that are times when you should be washing those hands routinely. You know, anytime you're going to touch your your face, your nose, your mouth, the hands should be washed. Mm-hmm. When you're going to touch another person, if you're holding them by the hand, you want to wa- make sure your, your hands are clean before you do that or before you're preparing food um, so that it can uh, prevent the spread of, of illness. Mm-hmm. Listeners can't see it, but twice I've, I've uh, almost reached up to, with my hand to touch my cheek or my mouth. I'm like, whoop, stop. Don't it's do that. very common. Yeah. It's yeah. very common. So what about um, like the hand sanitizer stuff, like maybe little bottles of the sanitizer if I can't go to the bathroom and wash my hands right now? Okay. Running water in, uh, is always best for hand washing. I mean, if, you, if there's not visible soilage, a hand sanitizer is fine to use. However, remember, uh, as soon as you can, after you use that product, if you, running water becomes available, washing your hands with soap and water is far more effective. Mm. And this may sound really dumb, especially for folks my age that, you know, think they know how to properly wash their hands. But but there is a a proper way the health department describes to wash your hands. I mean, a certain amount of time and don't forget, like, under the fingernails, those type of things. I mean, sounds simple, but I think it's worth worth repeating or worth saying. That's right. Soap and water with soap and water. Um, building up a lather to to the hands, rubbing them for the friction, 20 to 30 seconds of a good thorough um, under the nail, up to the wrist. Uh, if you can remove jewelry, that's advised mm. um, to get underneath where germs might, could be harboring. Um, Interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Under, underneath your fingernails, underneath your jewelry, and good hand washing. Yeah, Interesting. We're talking with Christine Carlock, a registered nurse with the Fairfax County Health Department, and we're talking about flu as we're in that flu season. Again, started back in October, running through May, and uh, so plenty of time if you haven't gotten your vaccine yet to, to do so. Where can folks get the flu vaccine if they, if they haven't yet done it? 
Well, if, if people are looking for the flu vaccine, it's, a, it's available at all five health department locations. It's available at majority of supermarkets, retailers. Um, of course, your own private health care provider will offer the flu vaccine. And if you are interested in finding a, uh, an a vaccine site. You can go into the website and look under vaccine locator. And of course, you can go to the Fairfax County Health Department website, or, or you can call your local Fairfax County Health Department for further information. Is there a, a main number for the health department they can call, or can you give that website address? Yes. I'm going to give you the phone number. It's 703-246-2411. Um, the web address is www.fairfaxcounty.gov slash health department slash flu. Uh, there are contact information, phone numbers, and locations uh, that you can all mm -hmm. check for availability for right. flu vaccine. Right. It's there. It's it's for you. It's for our citizens. Please consider getting that flu shot. It's very important. Right. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm a wimp. And it's very quick. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really not painful. I mean, I could tell it was a there. A little pinch, yeah, maybe, little but pinch, it's, yeah. it's really, it's, it shouldn't be painful. Uh, well, trust painful. me, I, I'm a wimp. <laughs> I'm a wimp. I mean, I, and for me, it was, it was fine. So I, I, I have a very low pain tolerance. So <laughs> um, about out of time, Christine. We've talked a lot about flu, flu vaccine, you know, symptoms, uh, uh, problems, you know, how to avoid it, those type of things. But is there something I haven't asked, something that you want to make sure we cover before we wrap up our conversation today when we're, where we're talking about flu? Well, again, um, the flu is a, is a contagious disease that can be prevented. Um, it, it, if some people are more prone to complications, um, to hospitalizations. So it's in the best interest of all our citizens, for as many people as possible, to get that flu vaccine to protect the community and then adhere to the concept of community immunity. Mm. And, and this way we'll have a very healthy group of citizens. That sounds good. And I, I like that community immunity. So not only help yourself, but uh, help everybody else as well. So exactly. I like that. like that. We're all in it together. That's right. That's true. Christine, thanks for uh, being with us on the County Conversation. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. appreciate your time. Absolutely. Yours too. Christine Carlock, a registered nurse with the Fairfax County Health Department with us today to talk about the flu and the flu vaccine and not only the, you know, the importance of getting your flu shot for you, but also your family, friends, and neighbors for that uh, community immunity. I like that. Uh, again, for more information, you can call 703-246-2411. That's the main number with the health department. Or go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash hd slash flu, and uh, you can find uh, information online there as well. If you need to get more Fairfax County news and events, you can visit fairfaxcounty.gov slash news, or also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4 30 p.m. If we could ask you a favor, we appreciate you listening, and then we would ask that you share this podcast with fan, uh, uh, friends and family and hopefully turn them into fans of the podcast. Also, if you're listening on iTunes or the Stitcher app or however you're listening, be sure to give us a like or a thumbs up and uh, let us know that you appreciate the information we're sharing. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government. Thanks again for listening.